Get in-depth coverage of your favorite artists and the coolest new gear delivered to your home every month. Visit shop.premierguitar.com to sign up for a print subscription to Premier Guitar so you can take the best guitar content on earth with you anywhere. No Wi-Fi required. Chris Keys for Premier Guitar. We're another rig run down here in Nashville. This time we're at Soundcheck Rehearsal Studios with Ben of All Them Witches. Ben, how you doing? Great. Good, Stoked. good. I thank you. They're heading over to Europe here shortly, even yet today, a little bit. So I appreciate you guys taking the time to show us your rig quick. Yeah. Uh, let's start with your guitar here. What What's all about this Les Paul? Um, this is a. It's just a reissue. It's a Les Paul traditional, um, but I've modded it out a little bit. Um, I've had it for about five years now. Okay. And it's like, on all the recordings that we have, it's like my, my main guitar. Uh, I got a bone nut put in it, because I guess the stock ones come with plastic, unfortunately. Does that help you with tuning, you think? Um, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I have noticed like a, a silkier feel okay. to it. I love it. And then um, I'm going to give a shout out to the Swords Guitar Tech. His name is Dave. He gave me this uh, DeMarzio Super Distortion. Um, one night, we were on the road with them, and I was Kyle. Uh, for Halloween, I was <laughs> Kyle from The Sword. Did you I, have the wig and everything? Yeah, wig, like fake tattoo sleeves. Oh, and wow. I got to play his guitar, and it was one, uh, it's called The Wild Kyle, and it had uh, the, this pickup in it, and I, I loved it. It's just, you know, you're on the uh, rhythm pickup, and then you go to that, and it's just boom. Boom, yeah. And then uh, Dave was like, I, I have another one. So he just gave it to me, and I put it in. What so. did you have in there before? Uh, just the same AF57, yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't heavy enough. Gotcha. So, but uh, yeah, I, I love this guitar. I love the orange. It's like my favorite sunburst color. Uh, originally came with a pit guard, uh, but I took it off because it's like big Dwayne Allman fan. Yeah. So let the just... wood be shown. Mm -hmm. And what do you play in terms of strings, gauges, and uh, brand? Uh, DR Pure Blues Gauge Tens. Uh, it's my favorite. Um, I'm terrible about staying in tune, and those are my favorite strings. They seem to be like stay in tune the best. Okay. And uh, also, I, I don't break them as much for some reason. And do you play uh, alternative tunings or in drop down or anything? Or are you playing in standard or E flat? Yeah. Um, this guitar mainly is in uh, drop C. Okay. So it, it's like drop D, but a whole step down. Okay. Um, and it's just really heavy. Has a nice distinct sound, but also is. Uh, I think it sounds great clean, too. And those 10s still stay firm enough where mm -hmm. you're not, okay, rubber banding around on I, you? I was playing 11s, but, you know, I'm getting older and my hands are getting <laughs> more tired, so. And there's any particular picks that you like to use or just grab anything? Yeah, these. Uh, Clayton, they're these little jazz picks. They're great. Uh, I watch, like, a lot of uh, those Hot Licks videos, like Danny Gatton. Yeah. And uh, he, like, recommended these. 
in like the videos. They're like from the 80s or something. They're like these warbly VHS tapes and stuff, but he, he always played these and I switched to them. I was using these like thick, like really thick plastic uh, Gibson jazz picks, but I was breaking so yeah. many strings. And I switched to these and they're super small and nice. Are they pretty thin then too? Um, oh yeah, well, I mean, about like that. A little, yeah, a yeah. little, little bit of give. Uh, 80 millimeters. Okay. Point, no, point 0.8 point millimeters. Eight. All right. And this guy, let's talk about this one, because I know this one gets brought out on a couple yeah. special tunes. This is a, a new addition. Um, at, well, I mean, it's, it's not new to me. I've had this guitar longer than any guitar I've had. Uh, it's a 79 Gretsch. As I say, it's a Gretsch that might not a lot of people might be familiar with. Yeah, it's a 79 Gretsch Beast. Uh, BST 1000. <laughs> they only made them between 79 and 81, so you don't re really ever see them. Um, How'd you come about to get it? Um, well, I'm from St. Augustine, Florida, and there's like one guitar store there, and uh, they just had it. It was like $350 or something, and uh, it's a great slide guitar because the neck is, or the uh, top of the neck is completely flat, uh -huh. so there's no like weird arcing. You can just lay a slide over it. Um, it doesn't stay in tune well when I use a pick, but um, on our new record, it's like a lot of this open tuning, okay. and it's like a lot of finger picking, so it's a perfect guitar for it. What tunings do you usually use when you play slide or on the new record? Um, for slide, like on the Les Paul, it's always just like the standard tuning. Okay. Um, I wanted to play a lot of slide in this band, but I didn't want to have to do open tuning, yeah. so I just figured out, you know, playing slide and standard. Um, and then this one is uh, D-A-C-G-A-E. Uh, and which song would you bring this out on, or what songs? Um, Call Me Star, Talisman, Open Passageways. Gotcha. Um, it's got, I guess you'll hear it later, but yeah. it's just like a nice uh, uh, Middle Eastern sound to it. And would you say it's, or I'm sorry, would you say, are these still like the DR-10s that mm -hmm. you're, okay, same, yeah. same situation? Actually, this set of strings on here um, I put these on uh, at the beginning of a tour in October. <laughs> it's the same set of strings, so if you don't uh, try DRs, you should try them. They're awesome. If nothing else, they last a long time for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And is there anything that you've done to this since you've owned it, like modded it or switched anything out, the pots or anything, or the nut? Yes, uh, I had a bone nut put in um, at, the, at the store in St. Augustine called Grandpa's Music. And then these, this was just chaos w when I got it. Th all, all these uh, teeth are new. And so I couldn't find one small enough to fit and the ones that it came with, like it was just breaking strings. They were jagged and I tried to file <laughs> them and it was just getting deeper and deeper. And uh, the guitar has been broken in the back. If you can see all this stuff. It doesn't help with the tuning, and there's weird stuff. I had to Gorilla Glue one of them on. Is that stuff that you've done, or is that how, how, how it came to you? No, it uh, came broken, but like all these, like I, I put on. This one I didn't do a good job. There's, there's Gorilla Glue on it. But it's it great. I love this guitar. Um, apparently these are like knockoff 57s. They're okay. just really cheap, um, but it sounds great. And also you can do like the pedal steel sound because oh, yeah, the thing is right there. Perfect for that. It's awesome. I know before we started filming that you wanted to talk about this guy. So yes. tell us about your amp. Yeah, this is uh, my pride and joy. I've been through many amps. 
many, many. And uh, this was my first amp ever. I got it when I was in fourth grade. Wow. Because um, my dad is like the world's biggest Grateful Dead fan. And it's okay. Like Jerry Garcia uh, plays a twin reverb. And uh, I was getting into guitar and I got this for Christmas. And it was just like, oh my gosh. I probably, like for the first five years I had it, I probably didn't get it past three. I was going to say, did your parents regret that? Because I mean, yeah, after five, it's rattling the walls. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't know what they were getting their, themselves into. <laughs> um, but it's got like, cigarette burn marks on it it's like ripped up it's 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 awesome i have two warehouse guitar speakers in it um and it's just i i'm comfortable with it yeah um, and it has reverb i'm a reverb freak so totally what makes you keep going back to this one because it's you said that you've used other amps and this is the one that you've kind of gravitated back and that's it's your main one since it's just it's just fat uh really fat and clean and loves pedals like I always like to start off clean uh -huh. um, especially with with this band it's great because Parks Parks' bass is like always pretty dirty Alan's Rhodes is always dirty so I can afford to be cleaner yeah um, but then when I need to get heavy you know I switch on overdrives or fuzz gotcha so and are you using the onboard reverb at all on the, the mm -hmm. vibrato circuit yeah actually it, it, it says two but once we start going I'll like crank it up to like three or four like just to get a crazy Peter Green, like crazy reverb sound, but yeah, it's it's awesome. All right, Ben, this is my favorite part. I want to hear about your pedal boards and some of the sounds that you guys use to, you know, color the album. Especially the most recent one, Dying Surfer makes Meeker meets its maker. So talk to me about some of your core sounds that you're getting by yeah. way of your pedal board and amp. Um, so the amp, uh, I always try to start it off um, about like. Kind of a, a, a clean sound, mm -hmm. and whenever we like bring it down and do like bluesier stuff, it's it's just cool. It's a a nice bass to start off of. Mm -hmm. um, the amp also sounds really good, like cranked, uh, and like depending on what shows, like I I, I can get away with that. Um, but I, I always like to have it like a, a nice crystal clear, clean. Okay. Um, and I guess first in line is. Uh, it's just a regular Vox um, reissue wah, and I'll use that for uh, wah sounds, but one of the main things is uh, it, you can get this weird fuzzed out sound without using a fuzz pedal. Like. Queens of Stone Age, right there. Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and and of course, like I'll 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 do wah stuff, but I like it for that. And also, it's killer for recording too, because uh, as opposed to like adjusting EQ, you can just do it with yeah. wah. Like, you see, I was just gonna ask, why not use just an auto wah for that type of thing, yeah. rather than just the foot pedal? Um, because I like I like the option of getting crazy, like Jerry yeah. Cantrell stuff. Yeah. He's one of my favorites. Um, and then my main overdrive is is the blues driver. Um, I, I really like them. Played many shows with like assortments of fuzz pedals yeah. or other overdrives, and that's just the one that sticks out the most. It, it likes this amp in particular the most, I think. 
because um, it's so drastic. Like it sounds like you're clicking on a pedal. Yeah. Which live, that's like the most fun, you know, because you're playing clean. an absurd amount of gain too, yeah. um, which that's what I like. I like that fizzy kind of fuzzy sound because fuzz pedals, I don't know, I'm, I'm trying to get away from them because every fuzz pedal I've had I click on and like the sound just kind of goes down. Yeah. It's sick, but I mean, I this one just gets louder. Louder and then, almost fuller too. Yeah, yeah. And then the OCD, I, I just added that. Um, I'm really not going to use it much. Uh, only in case we're playing a venue that has like a decibel limit. Oh, okay. Which I didn't even know that existed <laughs> until like last month. And we're getting ready to go to Europe and almost every venue has the decibel limit. So I'll just turn that on and then get like kind of the same fat cranked sound that I'm getting out of the amp, but at a much lower thing. Gotcha. So, and then of course the blues driver to boost it and for the heavier stuff. And maybe I'm throwing a, a kink in our conversation here, but I'm curious about, like, because you guys have such different uh, tonals, even just within your dirty sounds. Like, uh, a song I really love is The Death of the Coyote Woman. Mm -hmm. And then all the way up to, like, right hand, like, it's a, such a different dirty sound. So what are you doing to get those types of variations within your uh, cranked out sounds? Yeah, I, I mean, f uh, for instance, Death of Coyote Woman starts off the... <laughs> A lot of with the volume just changes. Yeah, and then uh, if I'm able to turn the amp up, then I'll just do everything here. Yeah. And then just use the blues driver for like just over the top. Just pushing it. But I love being able to go from extremely heavy and dirty to crystal clean. Yeah. Like with just a pedal, it's it's awesome. Um, and then next is uh, Boss DD5. I've had a million delay pedals. I, I've had a million of every pedals. I'm, <laughs> I'm a total gear nerd, um, but this one is great because it's got the taps, and if we're going into a jam and I look at Robbie and he's giving me the eye, like he <laughs> wants to get really weird, then, you know, we'll do like the... Uh, Uh, kind of play with yourself. It's just crystal clear. Would you say the consideration that you have, I mean, all your pedals, I guarantee we could go down the street 
to the guitar center pickup. Is that a consideration while you have these pedals specifically on your pedal board right now? I mean, obviously, tonally, you're, you're digging them, but it's an option that if you one of them dies, you can go to the store mm -hmm. at, at whatever the next gig, you can pick those up and still be able to run. Exactly, yeah, and I like... Um, I, I, I do kind of like the non-boutique pedals just because, like, I've... I'll like go through pedals and stuff like that, and it's it's nice to be able to you know go to a store and drop fifty bucks for something yeah. as opposed to like three hundred. Yeah. Um, because I mean, I'm only focused really on the guitar and the amp. Like pedals, they they come and go. Yep. Um, but I mean, there's always going to be uh, like a fuzz or overdrive, and then delay. And then the reverb on the amp, but I I love the uh, the boss delays. They're just they're great. They sound super clean. I'm curious how you use the freeze because everyone that has one on their board always uses a little bit different. So how do you apply it to what you're doing in all them witches? Um, I actually I've only used it in my bedroom so far. <laughs> like I've I've literally been waking up and setting a drone on it, drinking coffee, and just like getting my day started. Like no joke. I love this pedal. Um, and how I have it in the chain is it's it's dead last. So say that we end a song like then wh while it's going, I can tune yeah. you know to um, drone out a song so it's not just dead space. Yeah, because uh, me and Parks have to tune a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, it's. It's all a, a lot of fun. I, I really love the freeze. Like I don't know how they did it. But <laughs> it's it's great. It's Mike Matthews' magic. Yeah. Before we end your portion of the rig rundown, I gotta I gotta ask if you can plug in that Gretchen oh. and maybe play a little bit of slide on it just so we can hear it. Hear the difference between that and your Les Paul. Absolutely. All right, take it away. I want to hear this Gretch. Yeah. So um, on a, a lot of the new stuff uh, on the new record, it's this tuning. Um, it's a great finger picking tuning. Hey PG fans, if you're enjoying this rig rundown, please consider giving us a positive rating in your podcast platform of choice. 
And while you're at it, subscribe to our feed to make sure you never miss an episode. And then, of course, uh, this guitar slays with slide. Um, for instance, the talisman solo. So what slide do you use? Is it anything particular? Looks like Pyrex or glass? Um, a short little glass. I think it's a Dunlop. Okay. Um, and these are great uh, for the pinky. Um, I like, I, I was like trying to do the whole Dwayne Allman thing forever with yeah. like the Coruscant on the ring, but it's like with, with all them witches, um, the slide, I don't. I won't just play slide on on like a whole song. Yeah. It'll be in like one little part of a song. Yeah, like a mountain. And so I can play guitar, yep. and then do something with slide real quick, and the uh, you know it fits pinky perfectly. Perfect. And you can do. It's cool. It's all fun. <laughs> this is all about, man. Thank you very much for taking the time, Ben. Thank you, yeah. Appreciate it. We'll catch with the rest of the guys. Stoked. All right, it's bass time. I'm here with Parks. Park, how you doing? Hey, I'm great. Good, good. Talk to me about this bad boy. Um, this pretty much has been drugged behind a truck. Uh, it's a 72 Rickenbacker 4001. It was at one point. And the guy who owned it before me was a lefty, so he chopped off the big horn, chopped the headstock down, and played it like that. And so uh, when I got it back, it had, be, it had been restrung for righty, and it was a mess. It was a total wreck. I mean, all of the insides were messed. It was just like, it was only Man. mono. I had to get a new wiring harness. The serial number's been scratched off, and somebody's social security number is scratched in here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I feel like that's a pawn deal going it, wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was hot. I'm, I think somebody stole it at some point, but I don't know. <laughs> and uh, it's got this weird leather patch on the back, which I really like. And... Yeah, this has just been my main thing for a couple of years now. Uh, I traded an amp for it and a drum. Robbie helped me out. And <laughs> oh, really? It, I got it from a store here in town called Fanny's House of Music. Do you have any trader's remorse? No. Okay, Actually, okay. I, do, I did love that amp. It was an old Baldwin uh, professional 112 with the push button okay. EQ. It was, it was cool, but you can find those for like 300 bucks. I've been seeing you guys play for a couple of years and so like now that I have the full story it makes sense cuz at the time I'm like man what right, bass right, is right. up there? Some people get really mad. Uh, they'll come in and go, what did you do to that bass? Why did you do that? And I'm like, hey, you know, fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I can say that, but I think but, we you get know. one time. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, so pretty much just and there's not really strap locks. It's just like washers and pieces that I stole from other parts of the bass and uh, yeah, it's good. It's uh I think they only, this is like a rare one too. Something about the inlays makes it a specific thing. So, Sharp tooth. Yeah. And um, is the pickup still, like I imagine the pickups? Pickups are original. Uh, the bridge is original. 
the guys at Eastside Music Supply were the only ones that I could actually get it in tune. Uh, Derek at Eastside, he had to move the whole bridge back and shave these down, and yeah, it, it didn't stay in tune for a long time. Is it time, pretty good now, though? It's great, cool. yeah, it plays great. I love it a lot. I really love this stupid, stupid bass. <laughs> and what strings are you using on it? Um, they are half rounds. They're, yeah, like 105 half rounds. I like the feel. Because when I'm playing with a pick, it brightens up, and yeah. fingers, it's it's real mellow and bluesy. So uh, I think half like Diodario half round 105s is what I have on this now. And they're really the first string that I can be like, oh wow, I can I notice the difference, and I like the way that they yeah. play. Yeah. And is this the this is the only bass that you tour with? It's the only bass that I own. And speaking of other guitars, or I guess other stringed instruments, I'll hand you this one. Yeah, sure. Talk to me about this little project. That's a Rick as well. Um, this is a 66 45012, and when I got it, it was just the shell. There was, it was the pit guard and just the body and nothing else. So I had to buy all of the components and had it routed out for these, uh, or just had the pit guard routed for these Duotrons, which these are cool. Uh, Paul Yandel, I think that's his name. It's like something to do with Chet Atkins. He made these a long time ago and they never got made. Mm -hmm. And then they just started them back up a couple yeah, years ago, I guess. So they, they sound great. Um, it's just two masters and a master tone. So volume, volume, tone, and three-way. H-string, I got these from Stumac. It took a lot of doing, a lot of getting the wrong parts and having to <laughs> yeah. send them back, because I didn't know exactly what I was doing. And the bridge was the hardest part, I think, because I couldn't figure out a way to make it an H-string. And I knew that they had 12-string this was a 12-string at one point, and I couldn't find a 12-string bridge, and then I realized it just stuffed them down in the yeah. same holes. So after that, it was a breeze. <laughs> so uh, the guys at Eastside put this together as well. And what are you tuning in it to? Is it like a standard, or is it like a fist, like a mandolin, or what, how are you doing that? This is the same as Ben's uh, Gretsch. It's D-A-C-J-E, okay. okay. which is the only tuning that I play in. Gotcha. And what song would you bring this out for? Uh, Talisman, Open Passageways, Call Me Star, and... Yeah, those, I think those so are So these guys are pretty much package deals, so if Ben's what, grabbing the Gretsch... If he's, if he's playing a Gretsch, I'm playing this. Gotcha. So. Cool, well, I want to talk about this because sure. Ben was telling us earlier that this is his favorite piece of gear in the band, and that's you a, get to play through it, so... It's pretty... Yeah, it's a, it's great. Uh, the old Softec MiG-100H, just a JCM-800 clone, and um, but Russian components. The only thing I don't like is they have these plastic inputs right and uh all of these are all plastic and so i ended up cracking a few of them but you can't get metal ones because it'll short out through the system <laughs> like the metal it, it just blows up so yeah i don't know what year this is some sometime in the 80s and it's just a really really solid reliable great sounding amp what would you say you prefer to hear through would uh, running a bass through it or a guitar in terms of what you hear and really enjoy that it does at its best? I don't even play the guitar through it. It's just bass. Just oh, strictly, really? Yeah, strictly bass. What do you play the the mini Rick through? That one. Ah, we'll get to that in a second yeah. here. How do you run this in terms of EQ? It looks pretty pretty almost up up the middle there. Yeah, I, you have to crank the, the treble back to, to make the bass ring through. I keep it pretty clean, actually. I know he said I play dirty, and it's, it's always kind of dirty, everything's dirty. But, Everyone's uh, definition of dirty is different. Right, right. <laughs> Mine's dirty because uh, most of it's just held together with rubber bands and spit. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, you know, I keep it pretty pretty low. 
and I'm I'm not the best with EQ and tone or like uh, I like having problems to solve. I guess I never take the time to actually learn, learn, to, do. to learn my gear. So um, I'm constantly messing with my pedals on stage, constantly messing with my stuff. Not that anything's going wrong, but um, I like the experience of just something weird happening. Yeah. So a happy accident. Right. Tell me about this guy that you picked up. Uh, I believe also at Eastside. At Eastside, yeah, from Blair. Um, that was his old amp. That's a '72 Basement 10. And that's the best amp that I've ever owned, the best guitar amp. Did you um, get to do the graphic, or was that already on there? I did that, yeah. Badass. Um, and it's just overlaid on top of the original uh, grill cloth, and that's just a tapestry that I had and cut it to size and sitting bowl. Is there anything you've done to the amp? I'm sure um, maybe retubed it or anything, or done uh, new speakers or anything? Uh, depreciated the value um, <laughs> once or twice. Um, that's a good way of putting it. Um, yeah, the speakers, it had one ripped cone. All of the speakers are original, except for one, which is actually a drop-in for an 810. Okay. It's a 32 ohm. And I had two in the bottom. I was running both my bass and my guitar through that one amp for the entire time we were on tour with the Sword and just switching off. Uh, it sounded great, yeah. but it wasn't, it wasn't big enough. And so I, I've taken one out. I think we ripped a speaker, so I just robbed the speaker out of that one and put it in here and then put one of the originals back in. <laughs> so, so it has one bass speaker in it and three of the 72 originals. So it definitely has a, its own distinct sound, I bet. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you can't even really notice the bass one now. It, it sounded really good when bass was going through it, but through a guitar you can't even yeah. tell the difference. Well, I'm going to ask you to be so kind of grab your Rick here and sure. uh, fire up some pedals. All right, Parks. It's time to fire up and make some noises, have some sonic experimentation. Right, the imagination station. <laughs> yeah, sir. I felt like we said that before. <laughs> yeah. So uh, talk me through your signal chain and your uh, new tuner pedal. I have my new $12 tuner that uh, doesn't much matter. It's just faster than the other ones that I've had. And uh, we'll see how it holds up. It, it'll be its maiden voyage. A, lot, a couple of these, are. it's going to be their first time. So it just goes tuner into the compressor, this Exotic Effects SP, and that's usually just to, uh, for guitar, but it really makes the bass cut through, um, especially when Ben's, you know, wailing. Uh -huh. So just like a noticeable compressor sound. Into this Tomcat Bender, which is a uh, Tone Bender clone, and they, he only made 100 of them because something, the components are weird and touchy and some of them weren't working right, but I got one. I may just be able to do this word for word. Um, <laughs> so uh, luckily, I got one that that works, and I, I really enjoy the sound. So and it's designed for guitar, but you're using it for guitar and bass. Right, right, okay. right. Yeah, um, which I don't, you know, I don't know much of the difference. Yeah. So uh, I kind of play bass like a guitar, anyways, for a lot of it. <laughs> so it just it ends up being okay. So that one is so here's clean. Yeah, um, and the the how you crank this texture knob, it uh, it adds bass. Okay. So um, it gets pretty pretty wild for the bass guitar. So I keep that pretty low. Um, and then the bender goes into the sonar, which I just got, which I just put on my board, um, and I'm not really sure what I'm gonna do with it yet. And I guess we'll see. I like that it has it has so many functions in such a small pedal and like secret menus that it's just gonna give me something to play with on yeah. stage for weird noises. So uh, 
especially on this ramp up. I'll just go through the ramp up and ramp down. So. And then it'll just speed up on its own. Yeah, and it has a like a nice feature on here is the it has a built-in machine. There are other pedals and machine, so mm -hmm. it'll cut through. But I think you have to have it before a fuzz for it actually to do anything. Because gotcha. right now it just kind of quiets it out. But it. Uh, I think they just did it for like a boost through, mm -hmm. and then from the sonar goes into this raster, which is my favorite pedal, which is a uh, pitch shifter delay. And I use that just mainly for guitar, um, for the reverse function to okay. open it up through uh, in crazy parts and the endings of songs when it gets epic. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, it has some real crazy functions, like infinite kind of delays that go into, uh, it'll uh, keep going up through the scales mm -hmm. just on its own if you have this on. So. Yeah, and I don't ever use that, <laughs> but it's it's nice to know that it's there. Yeah, I use this a lot for uh, solo recordings too. I do loopings with uh, keys and harmonium and guitar and, and vocals and stuff. So I like having all of this here that you can use all of these pedals as instruments in themselves mm -hmm. and do post production. Um, and for after the raster is the Phase 100, and I only use that on bass for one or two songs. Um, Death of Coyote Woman being one, so it'll it would go from the uh, I'll just do it. So just a slow mm -hmm. a slow phase is what I like, just kind of easing it in there, and it's such a change from the crazy punky distortion stuff that we do into that really mellow, mellow kind of sound. And then after that is this T-Rex Tone Bug Reverb. Um, I have it set real simple, but it washes out into just nothing. Uh, especially on the modern, it ends up turning into kind of an oscillator mm -hmm. and it'll do its own thing. Um, it's nice. I just got that pretty recently and it's been doing okay. I may end up getting a different reverb. We change we change all of our gear a lot <laughs> just because we get bored. <laughs> so, what about this guy? Oh yeah, I missed the microsynth. Uh, I use the microsynth on Blood and Sand just for a fuzz octave um, for bass. I was using them a What's that company? I forgot it already. Um, Earthquaker. Yeah, Earthquaker. They made these pedals for uh, the artist that played the Day of the Shred Festival in California. And uh, so it was called a, a Grim Reefer. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was using that for a long time, and it's good, but for a live application, I couldn't really figure it out. Yeah. Recording, it's good. And uh, so that kind of takes its place. And I just use it for an octave fuzz, so.
is that. And then this old Nobles, I think this is from the 70s, just so I could, I liked that it has a, a level for each channel so I can switch between my bass amp and my guitar amp. Okay. And uh, it all just feeds through the board. This board has been a lifesaver too. Ben gave it to me for some odd reason. He should have just kept it for himself, but uh, he, he took mercy and uh, and helped me out, so I didn't <laughs> so I didn't have two two boards that I didn't know. You know, cables everywhere is chaos. Um, so now it's all in one little neat package, and I can just not have to worry about uh, bringing a whole bunch of stuff. Cool, I, man. I yeah. appreciate you taking the time to talk to us and show us some of the sounds you guys are using live. Yeah. Thanks, Parks. Hey, no problem, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is the first for us at Rig Rundowns. We're going to cover Alan and his Fender Rhodes setup here because he uses a lot of guitar pedals and a guitar amp behind us. So Alan, talk to us about how you got your rig set up here and especially how you're using your guitar pedals. Yeah, um, well, like you said, this is a Fender Rhodes. I don't know if you guys have covered one of these before. It's um, Fender made it in 1973. This one's from February of 1973. It's got 73 keys. Um, and it operates a lot like a guitar in that um, instead of strings vibrating, you've got these tines that vibrate every time you strike one. Um, and 73 pickups individually on each note. Um, so yeah, there's a lot of moving parts in here, but that's why I like it. I like to fix things. I got this in Cleveland for 600 bucks, and as you can see, it's like held together by its road case. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So. Um, when I started playing with these guys, Robbie had an 88 key version of this that we lugged to shows um, just out of convenience because that was the only keyboard he had. And now I won't play anything else because the feel you get from playing a Rhodes is like, just pl like playing a guitar, you know, you can make it feedback. Mm -hmm. um, I can do a bunch of stuff that I couldn't do with a Nord, so I just won't play the digital keyboards these days. Um, so yeah, I started playing with these pedals and just kind of as an experiment because I don't know, I, didn't, I never really played the roads before and I wanted to do something different and experiment and it turns out that a lot of people in the roads community do use pedals but uh -huh. I think I take it a little more extreme, you know, like <laughs> I've got a rat and two delay pedals that I go through so we'll get to that but um, I put them up on top here, usually this has got a cover on it um, but it makes more sense for me to put the pedals up there because if I put them under there, I can't see what I'm doing. Yeah. I like to mess with my delay times. Um, and honestly, it's just easier for me to bash these with my <laughs> fist rather than stomp on it underneath there. So uh, that, and when I've got the, t the top off this Rhodes, if something breaks, which sometimes it does yeah, on the road, I, I can get in there with a screwdriver or whatever I need to do and fix it, usually before the song's over. Um, so I've had to do that a few times. I've all, I almost just broke this thing completely in Canada out of frustration, but I'm glad I didn't because it's a good instrument. So I like having we, it. So let's hear some of these crazy combinations you're you're running through. Well, um, running through this um, DI today in the practice studio and this twin, which I'm going to turn on. And you said earlier before we started rolling that you don't normally use a twin reverb, or at least not this one. What do you normally use? Uh, well, it's been a you know, a big experiment. I've gone through a bunch of amps. My favorite was a Dual Showman, okay. Fender Dual Showman head, which is supposed to be the same circuitry as the Twin. And actually, in the Fender factory, they tested all the roads through a Fender Twin. So this should be the best amp for it, yeah. theoretically, but 
Today we were having some issues with it farting. Some and com yeah, compatibility. I so that's right why now. we're running the DI. It sounds pretty good today. So um, see, just clean sounds like this right now. And I've got a volume and a tone knob over here. So when I crank the tone knob up. I've got this carbon copy on. Um, this was the first pedal I started using with, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I got it in a Kroger parking lot, and <laughs> I just keep it on all the time. Like on a Craigslist deal, or like yeah. you just saw it? Yeah, no, it was a Craigslist deal. <laughs> okay. I wish it, I just saw it in the parking lot. Um, but, You find yeah, stuff all the time it's, it's been one of my favorite pedals because I, I just leave the modulator setting on, and it just adds a bunch of color. spacey do double delay man I don't play keys but I could get into that real fast <laughs> yeah. yeah it's fun to just keep it to basic rhythms and um, let Ben do all the solos and kind of be the background noise back here. That's what I like to do, but uh, every once in a while I'll do one of these and... Um Sometimes uh, it helps me add a little more expression. Like Ben can, you know, bend his strings, pitch yeah. bends and stuff like that. I can't, so that's my workaround right there. <laughs> and uh, when I want to get real heavy, yeah, I want to hear this rat. We all used to have rats at one point. This was... Um, a rat pack. Yeah. We all had rats on all of our boards on the first album onwards. And so I'm the last one with a rat right now. I've kind of got to upgrade my pedal board, but, you know, this is our first trip to Europe, so I'm going to keep it the same way I've had it. And then after Europe's over, maybe I'll rework the pedals. But uh, this is what the rat sounds like. I can crank the distortion knob up, it might get too loud in here, but... Uh, yeah, that's pretty much the whole shebang right there. Um, and you'll see me a lot of times when I'm playing, I'll be fiddling with these pedals because I want to get like the delay time right or <laughs> yeah. just because I'm doing a really basic part and I don't know what to do with my other hand. I don't know. So is that like a backup for anything in the tinfoil? Yeah, this is an integral part of my rig. This is my <laughs> egg and cheese biscuit that I got this morning. Um, I'm, I'm saving it for the right time. I was going to plug it into the chain right in, in between the uh, delay and the tone hammer. Perfect. But, yeah, I couldn't find a power supply, so... Just let it chill for now. <laughs> Alan, thank you very much, man. Thank Appreciate you. it. This is Chris Keys, another rig rundown. All them witches here in Nashville. See you guys next time. Don't forget to sign up for PG Perks, your all-access pass to exclusive gear giveaways and discounts on PremierGuitar.com.